On today's Sports Calzone, we honor the memory of the greatest XFL franchise to grace a football field. The Blues signed a new guy who could be on the ice a lot sooner than you think, and an elite basketball Hall of Fame class is remembered. Also, Carol Baskin did it. Got a doozy for you. Strap in. Oh, 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 oh. Why'd you have to go away from home, What's up, guys? The St. Louis Sports Calzone is back. It's April 10th, Friday, the Good Friday episode, so we are abstaining from the negative vibes. Last weekend, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2020 was announced, and some are arguing that it's the best class in the Hall's history. Not sure I'll give them that. For sure in the top three. Um, It's headlined by WNBA legend Tamika Catchings and former NBA stars Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and the late Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, When you look at Tim and KG, that's right there two of the top five power forwards of all time. Tim Duncan. First off, the nickname game, Elite. Old Man Riverwalk, is that what they call it? Old Man Riverwalk, <laughs> getting it done down low on the post. And you've also got the big fundamental. Fundamentals of basketball include layups, free throw shooting, bounce passes, hop steps. He was a master of the triple threat. Can't ask for much more. Aside from that, I mean, the accolades really just speak for themselves. Rookie of the year. 15-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defensive Team, two MVPs, five rings, three of which were accompanied by Finals MVP honors. Um, In the 2003 Finals, maybe the peak of his career, he averaged 24 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, and five blocks a game. It's just ridiculous because when you'd watch a guy like him play, he doesn't really have any flash in his game. I mean, that's why they called him the, the, the big fundamental, but he just did everything right. He just did everything perfect. Known for his stoic demeanor, he's a tr- true professional through and through. Now an assistant coach with the Spurs, so that's cool, and he styled his hair in dreadlocks. So Tim Duncan, glow up. What a way to cap it off. Now Kevin Garnett, another stellar nickname, the big ticket. All right, drafted right out of high school, raw athlete, Um, defensive and rebounding monster from the get-go, and his offense did not take long to develop. No one played with more passion or outwork KG. He was the heart and soul of every team he played for. Um, He only got one ring, but honestly, he could have had more if he wasn't injured in the 2009 playoffs. Um, And despite being outspoken about the tough time that was his stint in Minnesota, he always loved the fans, put the fans first. Uh, Can't ask for much more either. Definitely deserving Hall of Famer. And then you've got Kobe. Second greatest shooting guard of all time behind Mike. Um, To round out the nickname stuff, Black Mamba. I shouldn't have started so hard with Tim Duncan. These guys all have awesome nicknames. And, you know, with Kobe, we know the story. Also out of high school, he just feared no man right from the jump. Goes on to win five rings, cements himself as perhaps the greatest Laker of all time. 
Um, and as I've spoken before about on the show, perhaps his greatest impact came off the court as a dad and really just a role model. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. And what was really especially unique about this trio is that while, yes, they were known for being elite scorers and playmakers and rebounders, they made a combined 39 all-NBA defensive teams, which, which is ridiculous. People talk about Kobe like all he could do was score. He's on like top 20 all-time in assists and 12-time all-NBA defense. Um, all three of these guys were regular MVPs, excuse me, regular season MVPs, and all three contributed to a combined 11 championships. In the course of the 11 seasons from 2000 to 2010, the NBA champion team included one of these players in nine of those years. Talk about helping define basketball for an entire decade. It was these guys. They did it. And then, of course, Tamika Ketchings. She was the face of the Indiana Fever for about a decade and a half. Uh, really did a lot for the women's game and helping bring the WNBA to prominence. A 10-time All-Star and an MVP in her own right. Um, so a big congrats to these four as well as the rest of the members of the class of 2020. Good stuff. So now moving on to the board man gets paid. We're all a little bit bored during quarantine. We all need something to do. So something I did last week because I was bored was I made it my extracurricular activity to watch Tiger King and it was something else. So I have some some takeaways of stuff that was important. Uh, number one, I think saying OK Carol is the next OK Boomer. And I was never really on the OK Boomer train, but I'm just going to full send OK Carol. She gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like I, I just – I'll straight up sh- just shudder if I see that scene of her riding her bike with her hair blowing in the breeze one more time. Drove me crazy. Number two, what I think makes this this whole show just so crazy – is that it normalizes literally everything. So you'll have some guy getting interviewed who seems like they have like a pretty good head on, on their shoulders compared to everybody else, and they seem to like get it and like be with it and not be as much of a psycho. And I learned in improv in high school that the, that character is what you call the straight character, where like everyone around them is crazy, but they're aware of it and like they realize it. But you see that like during that interview of the person that you think has like a good head on their shoulders. They're talking about how they got married when they were 14 and they literally have two venomous snakes just like climbing around, slithering around on their body or like they're holding a baby lion and just act like it's normal. So like I mentioned, like we got 14 year olds getting married to 17 year olds and that was probably the most normal thing going on in that little segment. Uh, can't recommend Tiger King enough. Oh, one more thing. Um, I, we need to normalize calling people a Bahagavan as a compliment. So... Um, that's what like all of Doc Antle's workers called him because they said he had like a connection to like God or like the higher spirits of like big cats. And I love how the interviewer just casually threw in, um, like asking somebody what, what he's a doctor in because like he's called Doc, Doc Antle and the person just like deadpans and goes mystical science. Like that's like a real thing. Honestly, that made the, that made the entire show for me. Um, cause like I said, with the straight characters and stuff, like you kind of think Doc Antle like is with it at first, but he's just living in his own world. So I don't know. Uh, Tiger King though, big time recommend a little bit anticlimactic, um, at the end, but there were definitely like some, some pretty high, pretty high tension points. And what's cool is that it's like not over. Like Tiger, the, the, the Tiger King story has not yet been written and i feel like that's why the end wasn't as climactic because it is still to come 
Boom. All right, now it's time for laying down the law. Number one, a song by Trey Songs is a Trey song. I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Some people just still don't seem to get it. But a Trey Songs song is just a Trey song. Boom. All right. Number two. Number two, using low power mode on your phone is a soft move. I'm honestly calling out myself on this because I've I've used it a couple times in the last week. And it's like, come on, dude, just use it. Use your phone regularly and then put it in a charger when you need the charger. None of this, none of this low power mode stuff. And number three, it breaks my heart to say it. The XFL is done. They're not coming back. This isn't even a hot take. This is just like a fact that I'm sharing. Um, hate to say it, but I call a spade a spade. What a depressing way to finish off laying down the law. Um, I don't I don't really know how to talk about this right now. Uh, a lot of emotions. The news was just broken to me about an hour and a half ago uh, that the XFL is suspending pay of all workers and has no plans to return next year. Um, I never got to see a game, and that just breaks my heart. Now, honestly, the whole XFL thing just feels like a hiccup in the Matrix, like it never happened. <sighs> this city was so deserving of, of a football team. And it was so fun for the city. I mean, the next game, literally the next home game that we were going to have before COVID-19 just shut everything down, they were going to open up the upper deck. That could have created a ton of revenue for the team. Could have been great. I don't know if the whole coronavirus thing was like the straw that broke the camel's back and like this was bound to happen anyway. Um, But I honestly don't feel that way. I feel like if the season was able to finish out uh, popularity in the league was great. I think the XFL would have survived. Um, the first season was so crucial, and the playoffs just needed to be a hit, and now just nothing's going to happen. Um, yeah, it, it really just stinks. It was so fun while it lasted, um, but I think the XFL is just not meant to happen. This was this was the second try, and both times, you know, you've had something fluke just get in the way um, of the league's success. So it's definitely sad, and I'll definitely be smiling because it happened, but also crying because it's over. All right, moving on. The Blues signed a guy named Scott Perunovich. So he was our second-round pick in the 2018 NHL entry draft. The 21-year-old defenseman is 5'9", and he used to play for the University of Minnesota Duluth until, I guess, like a week ago in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, which is one of the best conferences in the country. Um, While their season was cut off in mid-May for the rest of the season, um, he's currently a nominee for the Hobie Baker Award, which is like the Heisman of college hockey, which is crazy. So he's a final one of the final three candidates for that. Um, pretty big deal. So he was just in his junior season, but in his freshman and sophomore year, they won the national ship both times. And he was the best player on the team, best player on the ice both those times. Like I said, he's 5'9". Um, he's only 175 pounds, but he's a stud. And he will be joining Justin Falk, who also went to the University of, of, of Minnesota Duluth, um, I don't know what line he'll play on. It'll be interesting when you see this guy out on the ice because the Blues have a pretty big defense. I mean, Vince Dunn 
at six foot tall is our smallest guy, and everybody else is just like like a big dude back there. He's gonna be five nine. He's sneaky. Um, he's got really good hands, and honestly, guys like him are a hot commodity right now in the NHL. Um, the reason why a lot of people think that he slipped so late into the second round in the 2018 draft is just because of that size. But I think he proved over his last two, two and a half, three years in college that he can make it work. Um, a player comp that I saw is Robert Thomas, which is interesting because Robert Thomas is, you know, obviously plays offense. Um, but it's not going to hurt to have a guy like this who can almost act as like a fourth forward. Um, apparently he has really good vision. He's really quick and he plays with a heavy stick. So, you know, you don't have to be the biggest guy to still play strong. Not sure where he'll be slotted, like I said, but it would be fun to see him playing with Justin Falk. Also, this is crazy. Brett Hole went to the same university as well. So both those guys have reached out to him. But just remember the name, Scott Perunovich. He's two-time All-American. He was the player of the year in his conference. He's NHL ready. He's 21 years old. He's ready to go. And he actually signed a pair of contracts. So one that begins this season in the NHL if it resumes play. And one that begins next season if this season is canceled. So I think we're going to see this guy pretty soon. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So I can't wait. That was a fun little transition into this, the final segment of today's episode. Trying to keep it uh, sort of short for you guys. Obviously not a lot of content given the circumstances, but something that I'm beginning this week and that I'll continue for the next four episodes is I've compiled a list of the 10 greatest, in my opinion, St. Louis athletes of all time. few basic things on the criteria. These aren't necessarily St. Louis-born athletes, but they're all people who either played for one of the city's teams or competed in the city somehow, or represented the city of St. Louis. Also, the impact an athlete has on the city is taken into account big time. Um, I know that my analysis is going to be pretty short-sighted, given the fact that I wasn't around in the 20th century at all, or before, to feel any sort of impact from anybody. So I apologize in advance for that. Um, But yeah, each episode from now on until we're done, I'm going to name an honorable mention who just misses the list for one reason or another, and then I'll give the next two guys or ladies up. So let's begin with our first honorable mention, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. When the Blues traded for Gretzky in February of 1996, it caught the hockey world by surprise. He was all set to retire with the Kings, but then boom, he comes to St. Louis and immediately is named captain. An already potent Blues team now seemed destined to win its first cup in franchise history with Brett Hole playing Robin to Wayne's Batman. In the 18 games he played in a Blues sweater, he racked up 21 points. But in the playoffs, after coming out victorious in a tough first-round matchup against the Maple Leafs, the Blues lost in the second round the conference semifinals in a seven-game series against the Detroit Red Wings and the Gretzky era was over. That team had prime Brett Hole and Al McInnes, a future Hall of Fame netminder and Grant Furr, and baby Chris Pronger, and a 20-year-old baby Jamie Rivers. So despite Wayne Gretzky being 35, he was still regarded as one of the best players in hockey. He had his bruiser, the enforcer, Tony Twist, backing him up, and this team had a ton of promise. 
Um, when you look at Gretzky's career, the numbers speak for themselves. He was the greatest to ever do it. Won four Stanley Cups, the all-time leader in points, even if you take away his goals. That's just insane. He had more assists than anyone else had assists plus goals. Um, if he re-signs that offseason, sticks around in St. Louis, wins a cup, he easily makes the list, obviously, but his impact just wasn't great enough because of the small amount of time he actually spent here in St. Louis. However, it was great to see him play in the alumni game at, at the Winter Classic, so he still thinks of, of himself as a former Blue, I guess, which is cool. Um, but now on to the list. So number 10 on this list, I have Marshall Falk. After amassing 12,000-plus rushing yards and 6,000 receiving yards, in his career, Marshall Falk was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame a few years ago. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, won a Super Bowl champ, obviously, an MVP. He was the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was three-time Offensive Player of the Year and was considered by many to be the heart of the greatest show on turf. So big shout-out to Marshall Falk for all that he did for the city. Rep the Lou. All right, number nine. Yadier Molina. So this was a tough one, um, but I just couldn't bring myself to leave him off this list. Definitely a big impact on the city guy as opposed to his actual stats because while we love him, the numbers uh, don't love him quite as much. But he's just brought the intangibles. He's going to spend, what, 17, 18 years in the Cardinal uniform, true face of the franchise, um, and that means something. So that's why he edges out guys like Wayne Gretzky, who has a case for being the best athlete to ever grace a St. Louis team's uniform, but but he was only here for 18 games, like I said. Um, back to Yachty, greatest defensive catcher of all time. That kind of stuff doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Um, decent hitter, good enough hitter. He should go to the Hall of Fame if the voters have any clue what they're talking about. The way he impacted the pitching staff and the relievers, uh, on the Cardinals during his time here has just been unbelievable. And I mean, I can't think of any more beloved St. Louis athlete um, in the last 10 years. People name their dogs after him. I mean, yadi has got to be one of the most um, commonly used dog names in St. Louis for sure. He had the greatest bat flip of all time after walking off against the Braves last year. I was at that game. It was electric. If you're ever bored, do yourself a favor. Go look up Yadi or Molina defensive highlights. They're insane. All right, there you have it. There's 9 and 10 on the list of the 10 greatest St. Louis athletes of all time. Pop back in next episode, and we'll give you a 7 and 8. Um, right now, though, I do want to make an announcement. I, I want to thank all you guys who have been listening to the Sports Cow Zone these last few months, but I will no longer be releasing episodes weekly. Like I said, I would a few a uh, few weeks ago. There's just no sports happening right now, and that's all I really care about. So I'll just I'll still be making episodes, but it'll most likely return to a bi-weekly kind of deal. Uh, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed and stay safe. There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down 
being wrong Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind Time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now Stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now 